Okay, so this is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. Jesus is coming, and his desire is to prepare us to be that perfect bride that stands before him without spot or wrinkle. And, you know, being his perfect bride is really just taking the time to know him so he can recreate you in his likeness. When you know him, you know how beautiful he is and how much you want to be like him and how easy it is to do that. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you want us to grow up to be like you, that you're teaching us to be like you. And how being like you is wonderful. It's peace, it's joy, and it's contentment. We want what you want, Jesus. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. You're so good to us. And so it's so true. Jesus wants us to understand, to know who he is, to acknowledge him, so that we can live in his joy. He said that. He said, "You, I told you all these things so that your joy, my joy in you, would be complete. He's so concerned of us. He really got to me just a little while ago when he said, Lee, my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. My people are going to perish for a lack of knowledge. That's exactly what he said. And I know he was saying, help me. Tell them. And so I'm here to tell you that you got to get knowledge. I saw a post the other day on Facebook. And it said, I know everything happens for a reason, but sometimes I just want to know why. And I wanted to comment, but I didn't because just it just doesn't work to make comments on, on Facebook. And so anyway, I heard the Lord say this morning, I would like to make a comment too. I would like to answer that question. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to answer the question. But you can't really answer a, a question in just a little, a question like that anyway, and just a little sentence. And so he knew what I was thinking. And so today I get to answer that question for you. Things do happen actually for a reason. And it stems from our thinking. Jesus, now just keep in mind, Jesus wants you to know this because you can change what happens. You can change the reason. You can change it. And you do that by understanding the kingdom of God and how it operates. And in Corinthians, it says to take captive every thought to make it like his. Because as a man thinks, so is he. So as you're thinking, as these thoughts are created in your mind, is the reason that those things happen. Just the other day, I said, now why did that happen? And he said, because you believed a lie. The enemy, he is out, Jesus said, to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he comes into your thought life. That, that's the way he enters. One way he enters is, well, that is the ultimate way, but he gets in different ways. 
And so using other people, things you look at, your circumstances especially, he comes into your thought life and controls your thinking. And as a man thinks, so is he. And so as you listen to that voice, you start thinking and believing what that voice is telling you. And that's what I was doing. I said, why did that happen? And he said, because you believed him. And Jesus is saying, we believe that voice because we don't believe him, because we don't take the time to sit with him. In the word, it says we can ask in James 1.5, we can ask for wisdom, and he gives to all liberally without fault finding, which is the way I was going to answer that. You can ask Jesus why it happened. That's what I did. I said, why did this happen? He said, because you believed him. You believe that lie. And he even warned me not to listen. Don't listen to him. He's a liar. The enemy is a liar, and he's trying to control you. He's trying to be your God. And so he comes dressed, the word says, as an angel of light because he wants to fool you. And when we don't know God, we're going to perish for lack of knowledge. You know, people, um, they're told you need to read your Bible. But I don't think that really they're told why. The reason you want to read the Bible is because you want to get to know Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God. And when you read the Word of God, you get to know Him. You find out His principles. You find out how to live that good life that He came to give you. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full, and the enemy has come to still kill and destroy, John 10.10. And you live that good life by getting to know Him, taking the time to sit at His feet and hear the Word. And your faith in Him, faith comes by hearing the Word. And so if you're not hearing the word, you're not going to have faith in him. And you're going to live by your circumstances. You're going to live by the voice of the enemy. And you're going to believe that mystery that everything happens for a reason, but we don't know why. Of course we know why. The mysteries were meant to be revealed. When you seek after God, he wants to reveal those mysteries to you. Jesus said that. The disciples were asking him, what does this parable mean? And he said, to you has been entrusted the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But everyone outside of our circle, it becomes as a parable. They'll see, but they won't see. They won't have understanding. Because the understanding comes from Jesus. And, you know, if, if you want to understand someone, if you want to get to know someone, you go and you have a cup of coffee with that person, right? Or dinner. Whatever it is, you take time to get to know that person, and then you know what they're thinking, and then you know their opinion as well. And when you take the time to know Jesus, and you know his opinion, you know what he's thinking, then you can walk in that lifestyle, I have come, that you may have life, have it to the full, until it overflows. And when you sit at his feet, when you sit with him, I just have a habit of saying that because that's where I like to sit, on the floor. I, I like to get on the floor and just listen to him there. Although you can listen to him anywhere. You can bring him anywhere you go. When you ask him to come live on the inside of you, he's on the inside of you all the time. He's always there. You're never without him. 
And wherever you go, you can say, why did this happen? And he'll tell you. He'll tell you, but he's not pushy. But at the same time, he's grieving. The way he said that to me, just a little bit before I started, really got to me. He was saying, Lee, my people will perish for lack of knowledge. They don't understand. And they're perishing because they don't know and haven't taken the time to get to know me. That Jesus is looked at like as a religion. When I talk to people about Jesus, they say, oh yeah, I got my own religion. I don't want to hear about yours. Jesus isn't a religion. He's a real life person and he's in love with you. He loves you and he wants you to know him. He doesn't want you to perish for a lack of knowledge. But it's our part. And he's making sure everyone knows this before he comes. It's our part to take the time to get to know him. He is a person. And when you look at the commandments, just as in that day, you can't do them without him because he is a person. When he lives on the inside of you, you are empowered to do his will. And the commandments are his will. It's how you live in his kingdom. It's how you abide. It's how you agree with him. But they're not just like laws to like him be dictating to you. It, it's his will. It's his way. It's his love. To love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You can't just say, okay, I love you with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind. But you get to know him, you fall in love with him, and then you care about what he cares about. That's the whole thing. Do you care about what he cares about? Have you taken enough time to get to know him that you can care about what he cares about? And if you have, then you're going to know the reason why things are happening that you don't understand because you can go to him and say, why is this happening? And he'll tell you. And then the second most important commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. And you can't love your neighbor until you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, until you care about what he cares about and find out how much he cares for your neighbor. His law is about love. That's the bottom line. That's why the first thing is to love Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Because when you get to know him and care about what he cares about, everything else will just come together because he's love. And the world is falling apart because we don't love. Because many won't forgive. And because of unforgiveness, they're in turmoil. They're, they're, they're in constant, constant, constant turmoil. Because unforgiveness is of the enemy. We have to decide where we're going to live. Are we going to get to know God so he can fit into the kingdom? Are we going to just live in the world by our feelings? With a lack of knowledge. Not even knowing that we're going to perish when we leave here. The enemy wants you to be blind and without wisdom, and that's why he tells the rumor, God is a mystery and you don't know what he's going to do. That's because you're not his friend. 
That's because you didn't take the time to know him that you believe that lie. You're going to believe lies. And you're going to spend your life unproductively. And then you're going to perish. Because if you're not living your life to get to know Jesus so you can move in with him, it's unproductive, really. Even though you think you're being productive, even though you think that the things that you are doing are important and um, they're the thing that it's the thing that needs to be done, if it's all going to perish, if it's here today and gone tomorrow, if you're here today and gone tomorrow, what good does it do? It doesn't do you any good. This life here is temporary. After this life is eternity. And you have to decide where you're going to spend it. And Jesus wants you to know that. He doesn't want you to spend your whole life trying to be established on the earth as a person and spend all your energy um, doing things that are temporary. But he wants you to spend your energy getting ready for eternity. Things we think are important aren't important to him as we think they are. For instance, if you're working to make a living and he's called you to go tell my people that they're perishing for lack of knowledge, but you're doing the prior thing, then what you're doing is temporary compared to what he's asking you to do for eternal purposes because he's in love with his children. He doesn't want them to perish. Just like in the day of Noah, they didn't know what was going to happen. They thought Noah was a fool. Noah told him it was going to rain from the sky down and it never rained from the sky down before. So they thought he was crazy. People that don't know Jesus when you, when you start talking about Jesus, they think you're crazy. But where are you from? They're thinking. And really, those are the very people, as Noah, that are the ones that are living the true life. Many times I, I've heard it say that people use Jesus as a crutch. And really, Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And you just can't see what those people can see because you're blinded from the truth by the enemy. He wants to keep you blind. He wants to keep you in bondage. He wants to keep you depressed, sick. He wants to keep you in his, in his kingdom. He wants for you everlasting death. He wants to go to hell where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because he's evil and he hates God. And God is in love with his children and the only way he can get back at God is to grab his children away from him. And so he's doing that by us having these silly quotes. Well, everything happens for a reason and I don't know the reason, but Everything just happens for a reason. And then like that post, but I'd like to know the reason. 
That's amazing that you want to know the reason. Go to Jesus and find out. Find out how his kingdom operates so you can live in heaven on the earth and and move into heaven when you leave here. The earth is going to burn. It's temporary. 2 Peter 3. Jesus is waiting. He's he's long-suffering because it's not as well that even one of us should perish. He's waiting for us to repent, to find out who he is, and then get ready. He's coming. He's long-suffering because we're not even getting ready. And those of us who think we're ready aren't ready because we're not helping those know who aren't ready that they aren't ready. And so we're... And so we're, excuse me, we're not ready. We're not ready. If you don't care about your neighbor, that they don't know Jesus, then you're not ready. Because God cares about that person. And if you love him, then you need to love that person enough to tell them. Jesus has, actually, if you think you're ready for him, Ask him about a list. He has a list of things that he needs to accomplish. And you're a part of that accomplishment that he wants to make. He's going to give you things to do. Ask him what he wants you to do. He'll tell you. Ask him for wisdom. He'll give you wisdom. Ask him why this is happening. He'll tell you. He's not a gold statue. He's a person. There's so many reasons we're not ready, but we don't know it because we're thinking all these other foolish things. You know, um, this morning I also heard Jesus say a curveball. You know, we're on our way, we're on the path that leads to eternal life, and then all of a sudden the enemy throws a curveball in there. Meaning he comes in and he says something that gets you all off track. And you listen to him. And then all of a sudden you're going a different way. And Jesus is saying, don't listen. You know, Jesus said in Mark 4, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And that's how God described it. He just comes in and throws something in there to get you all upset or off track or an unforgiveness, whatever it is. He's trying to get you off that path, the good life, the path that leads to the good life, to eternity. He's constantly trying to pull you off the path because his mission is to take as many of God's children to hell as he can. And hell is not meant for God's children. It's meant for the enemy and his angels. Many say, God, why did you why'd you let this happen to me? God is getting blamed for things because we don't know. The things that are happening again are are because of the things that you've 
brought to pass by your thinking. Or you've listened to the enemy. Take captive every thought. Can I read this to you? I didn't even read this to you. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. 10, 3, I'm going to start with. For though we walk in the flesh, we're not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh, using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons in flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow of strongholds. And, and here's... Here's what really proves that it's the enemy coming into your thinking. We refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose way captive into the obedience of Christ. And, and here's an example. You go to the doctor, and you find out you have cancer. The Word says, by his stripes, you were already healed. And so if you would believe that word, if you would meditate that word, if you would talk about it, say it, if you would find every healing scripture in the Bible and think it, instead of what the doctor said, say the doctor said you had two weeks. If you kept thinking and saying what Jesus said, it says, take captive every thought and purpose way captive into the obedience of Christ refute arguments and theories and reasonings that exalt above the true knowledge of God. The true knowledge of God says by his stripes you were healed. Jesus took those stripes ahead of time for your healing so you didn't have to be sick. He made provision for your healing ahead of time. And if you believe that thought rather than entertaining, which the enemy will come and help you do, entertaining the thought of dying, yeah, we all die. No, it's not God's will that you die early or you die of sickness and disease. When you look at the word of God, you'll find that out. And when you think his thoughts, that's the whole point. When you think his thoughts, those are the things that will happen for the reason that you thought the word of God rather than you thought what the enemy tried to put in your head for you to think. It's pretty simple. But Jesus said to tell you today, you perish, you're perishing. These things are happening. These bad things are happening because you don't have the knowledge of how to change it. Jesus said, talk to the mountain. If you believe what you say, it'll happen. If you say, by his stripes, I was healed, it will happen. I'm not reading this to you, but I've experienced this. Mark 11, Jesus said, If you have constant faith, and you say to this mountain, Be cast up and pulled into the sea, and you don't doubt in your heart, what you believe, what you say, will happen. And so if you believe that over what the doctor said, then what you believe and what you say and in and, and acting it out, faith without action is dead, that will happen. And faith comes from hearing the God, hearing the word of God when you heard the truth. Right? Or when you heard Jesus speak to you. Why did this happen? Because you believed the lie. You believed what he said. I told you not to listen to him. He's a liar. The enemy is a liar. Jesus said there's no 
truth in him. He only knows how to lie. And he comes into your thinking and he lies. He uses circumstances to lie to you, but anything is possible for him who believes. So by his stripes, you were healed, if you believe that. Otherwise, the reason that you die is because you didn't believe the truth. The reason this disaster happened is because you believe the lie. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Get knowledge. You get knowledge from the Word of God. Take the time to look at it. Not to be religious, not to say, okay, I read my Bible today, but to get to know Jesus, to get to know His Word, to know how to have victory, success, to know how to make sure that you're going to be ready for him that day, that you're going to be without spot or wrinkle. And the only thing, the only way to be without spot or wrinkle is to let Jesus correct you and show you the truth. Revelation 3.19, he corrects those he loves. He instructs you. He's instructing you as how to live in heaven on the earth, how to live his way so that you can have that good life that he came to give you. He came to give it to you, gave you knowledge. Read the word, find out how to live that good life. And then you can change what's happening. And again, the reason will be because you looked at the word and you found out the truth and you believed it and you walked in it. Faith comes by hearing the word, not having heard the word, but hearing it and hearing it and hearing it, just like you... Like if the doctor says you have cancer and you're going to die in nine days or two weeks, you're going to hear it by thinking it and thinking it and thinking it and thinking it and having people tell you and telling everybody you're sick and and um, telling them, you know, to pray for you and and just believing that lie, meditating that lie. Just like if somebody hurt you and you go see a therapist, that therapist will tell you, all these things, and you really never get anywhere because the therapist isn't going to tell you to forgive, and then you'll be healed. But that's exactly how you're going to get healed of that emotional pain, is to forgive. Forgive, let it drop, let it go, so that your father can forgive you. If you don't forgive, then he won't forgive you, and you will go to hell. You won't have eternal life, and that's why the enemy is helping you to just mull it over and over and over and over in your mind. If you go to a therapist, you talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, bring up the pain over and over again. Just the same as cancer. Bring it up over and over again. Instead of saying, I'm healed by his stripes, I was healed. Jesus already healed me. He already knew this was going to happen, and I'm healed. That's the word. You won't perish if you know the word. So I just encourage you, get to know the word. Get to know Jesus. He is his word. He wants to comfort you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Forgiveness is healing. It will heal you to forgive. He'll take all that pain away as if it never happened. You'll be set free from that bondage that you and the therapist could never resolve anyway. He's so good. He's so in love with you. You never asked him to come and live on the inside of you. Revelation 
3.20, he said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, he would come in and dine with you. You can have supper with him. You can hang out with him. You can get to know him. And he's on the inside of you. He'll be there on the inside of you all the time, always there, 24 hours a day, whenever you need him. The only way he gets quiet is if you ignore him. And then on that day, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he'll say, you ignored me. I don't know you. You didn't know me. I don't know you. Many on that day will call him Lord, but not everyone who calls him Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father, if you're willing to forgive, if you're willing to take the time to get to know him so you know the will of the Father, if you ignore him, he's going to say, away from me. I never knew you. You practice lawlessness. So this is your time. He's coming. He's coming soon. And this is your time to get to know him, to take him at his word. And don't think he's trying to take things from you. He's trying to give to you. And when you surrender to him and you open up your heart, all of a sudden you're going to see things differently. You're going to want to forgive. You're going to feel his love. You're going to want to repent and be like him because his way is the best way. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for teaching us truth today. We thank you that you're so concerned that it's not your will that one should perish. And the way you're just reaching out in every direction through every available person that would go for you to tell us we're not ready and you're coming and to teach us how to be ready. We love you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for caring. Jesus said he has a word for us. I'm coming and I'm coming soon, saith the Lord. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I don't want to leave one of you behind. Now's your time. Hurry. I'm giving you time to get ready. Get to know me. Open the book. Get hungry for me. Ask me to help you, and I will. I will help you. I'm in love with you. He is so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today and get some wisdom, get knowledge, get knowledge. And so you can make that thing happen you want to happen instead of just accepting the things. That, that's just another silly quote, to accept the things that you can't change. The Word of God tells you you can change anything. You can change anything. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.